0: Let me ask you, how do you feel about the state of the world right now? Do you feel despondent? Maybe you feel hopeful. Maybe it's somewhere in between. And in the face of current wars and the conflicts and climate change, do you ever just wonder if humanity will be okay? You've no doubt heard the idea of paying it forward or people doing random acts of kindness on each other. But have you ever wondered what would happen to humanity if the idea of generosity itself went viral? That's the concept behind a new book by the executive director and head of TED conferences, Chris Anderson, who believes if we simply supercharge small acts of kindness, we can literally change lives at the scale never before experienced. Chris, welcome to you. Great to be on the show. I'm just curious if you wrote this book because you think it's possible
1: or because you think it's necessary. I'm guessing you're going to say it's both. Yeah, both. It definitely came from a sense of panic. I don't like how mean the world has got. I don't think any of us do. And uh, I think it's it's really dangerous, actually. If we if we can't figure out how to stop hating each other and being disgusted by each other as much as we are, we, we can't solve anything. You know, like the, the, we're actually facing some quite challenging problems. Humans are supposed to be our superpower. Is supposed to be the ability to cooperate with each other, and that takes a level of trust and being willing to listen to each other with a certain amount of respect. That is going and it is very alarming and we need to do something about it and what kills me as a as a techno optimist is that the internet itself has played a a real role here social media have sharpened and driven up um you know the voices that that promote threats and fear and anger and uh and, and so that i guess that's really what prompted the book is, what what can we do about that? Are we going to just be satisfied with that? If we are, it's a pretty bleak future. And as a
0: a self-confessed techno-optimist, in one take, it could be that you've just reinvented the best parts of organized religion, this idea that, you know, there, there is a certain sense of harmony between individuals, this idea of kindness and generosity and openness, uh, you sort of say in your book that this might offer an antidote to today's discord. How, in practice, is, does does this work in your mind?
1: Well, one of the best examples of what's possible actually happened in in Australia. It was in the early days of the pandemic when everyone was just getting locked down and feeling quite fearful. And uh, a woman called Catherine Barrett. She's a she's a anti-ageism campaigner in Sydney, I think. Um, she. It hated the stories that she was seeing about, you know, there were fights breaking out in supermarkets and people people were just in a terrible way. And she thought, that's not, that's not how it can be. And she posted a picture online of a box of tissues that a neighbor had left in a common space in her building saying, hey, if anyone needs one, a lot of people wanting to cry, <laughs> please take one. It's the smallest gift you can imagine, but Catherine was moved by this, started this group that she called the Kindness Pandemic, you know, went to bed. The next morning, a couple thousand people had joined this group. And before long, hundreds of thousands of people joined the group. It became Facebook's fastest growing group pretty much worldwide. It crashed. And and people on this group told a very different kind of story than what you might read in your newspaper or uh you know here on the radio like we what they what they heard was stories of kindness and so for example those people you know let's do something about this supermarket anger and they would go to the supermarket with a phone and and to to record and someone you know would buy a box of chocolates and then after they were checked out they would give it to the person at the till and thank you thank you for 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 being here and, and you know supplying what you do and and even today, you know, this thing's still going today. If you read these stories, you shed a tear and you think, you know, people people are actually amazing. That the the bigger story about people is not the nastiness and the hate. The bigger story is that everyone is capable of finding kindness. And and when those stories are shared, it just changes how we think about each other. So, that that thing the kindness pandemic, that is exactly what This book is about. It's the possibility that in this connected age, acts of generosity can go viral in the most beautiful way. And the stories about them can go viral. And that can literally, I mean, we are the stories we tell each other, or we're shaped by the stories we tell each other. Right now, we're we're being um, you know, we're we're convincing ourselves that the world is awful and people are horrible. And, And I think I just think that's really dangerous heroes like Catherine have showed a different way. You'd love
0: the story of Alexander Campbell. I had him on the program recently. He's a young Australian man who's currently one year into walking around the world. He's, this trip is going to take him four years. I said, what's the one thing that you've learned about people uh, as you've walked? And he said, well, it's because people are genuinely nice and good and kind and hospitable because you're on this sort of Uh, low stakes kind of interactive level with them, one-on-one, on the roadside somewhere, you're coming unarmed in the most literal sense of the word because you're so vulnerable. I'm just wondering what happens when the stakes are higher. Your book comes at a time when we are seeing increasing ideological conflict and polarization, both online and offline. How do we turn sides into just people and smaller interactions that are more I don't know bite sized for us to be able to understand without this whole catalogue of previous
1: transgressions well it's it's definitely uh, a challenge you know it's not like the world has good people in it and bad people, I don't think um ev- everyone's capable of being unpleasant in certain circumstances when we're when we're afraid, when we're angry um yeah, we can we can all turn ugly, likewise. People, almost everyone, has inside them the the, uh, the the desire to look out for other people's interests, and I, th- I think in the current moment, one of the biggest acts of generosity that anyone can do is is to try to de-escalate. It's literally that. It's like so. Say you know online, you know, there's there's some sort of escalating flame war happening between people. A single person can just say, "Wait a sec! Wait a sec! Come on! Come on! Come on! Come on!" You know, and and try to find a way of listening to people with respect and actually having a discussion about the actual issues. Because when you push a bit, everyone can find common ground. We actually care about the the same things. We disagree sharply on politics, sure, but we care about the future of our children. We all have dreams. We all laugh. We all cry. We all bleed. You know, when you hear someone's story... um, you you can start to find common ground and, and things can be built from there. So I, I just I, – I really salute that. There's actually lots of examples of people who are trying to be bridge builders and that is, that is a heroic and generous act in the current moment. It
0: is because to find that consensus – I mean it's often said in politics you win elections based off finding the middle ground, finding the middle path – And these bridge builders sometimes can be, well, I'll I'll use the word specifically cancelled for their reaching out to the other side for somehow their endorsement of the other or the enemy. How do you counter that? Because when you're online and there's a thread of people arguing it out, the person that says, let's talk about these issues, let's slow down, often gets accused of minimising people's concerns. How do you counter that?
1: Well, it it is indeed uh, really hard. And I think think the picture that is helpful is not to think everything must be a compromise. You know, the sort of both sides stuff is is unappealing to anyone. Um, I think two things. One is um, we just have to fight back really hard against the tendency to shun people just because of some association with something we don't like everyone, if you connected all the dots, has some connection back to something horrible. Uh, no one is the worst thing that they ever did and should be defined that way. So that, that's just a general attitude that just needs, needs to be spread. My mother used to tell me, you cannot judge someone until you know their story, until you really know their story. And by the way, when you really know their story, you won't judge them. The picture is not to just compromise. The picture is to listen with respect and then to do some dreaming together. Because the superpower that humans have is to be able to dream up a better future. It's to move around things, to reimagine how things could be. And there are often solutions that don't mean both sides giving up an equal amount. It means you actually build something bigger. And the the way that we will get out of this is by getting excited about building amazing things together instead of squabbling over the little diminishing pie that we have.
0: I'm with Chris Anderson, the Executive Director and Head of TED Conferences. We're talking about his new book, Infectious Generosity. And talking about going viral, of course, your tenure at TED, a uh, non-profit devoted to sort of sharing valuable ideas primarily through TED Talks, has really given you a ringside view of some of the world's most significant thinkers and doers and ideas from all fields sharing their boldest visions. What TED Talks have gone the most viral and, and, and why do you think that is?
1: I mean, the ones that have gone most far are the ones that touch people and move people um, and give them something that they can use in their own lives, typically. You know, there's, there's a wonderful and very funny talk about procrastination uh, online right now by a guy called Tim Urban that, that um, you know, it, it literally helps people to how to get control of their instinctive self um tim's very funny how he describes the psychology but um you know using using uh, life hacks using the reflective selves and and uh you know amy curry has a talk uh, about how just your body language can change your confidence level it's a simple thing but so many people have have responded to it and i think it's the same in in general with with generosity and one of the things that we need is to 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 be authentic to to share things in a way that uh, arouses authentic human emotion and then to be as creative as we can and to be as bold as we can and when you see those things coming together people people get moved and they, they 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 want to share
0: it's so much based on the art of oration and you've also written a new york times bestseller ted talks the official ted guide to public speaking i have my own personal formula for public speaking i've thought about this for a long time and it's a it's a sort of triangle shape. It's levity, brevity, and sincerity. You've got to mean it, you've got to share mirth, and uh, you've got to do it briefly before people get too bored. What is the secret or formula to mastering the art of public speaking in in your experience with TED Talks?
1: (laughs) I think you you nailed it right there, actually. Um, (laughs) What we tell people is that the first thing you've got to do is just don't come onto the stage dreaming about this chance to promote yourself and and your cause and your organization audiences see through that they don't want to be used come with a with a generosity of spirit you have in your head something that potentially could be of huge benefit to everyone listening it's a little pattern of neurons called an idea and uh, your 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 number one job is just to Share that and and yes, keeping it short and powerful, like telling stories and so forth in service of sharing that idea that is that is the way to go. There is no formula i mean, if there was a formula, people would use it and then get bored with it, and so I think everyone has to find their own way but the the key anchoring thing for me is you know, what is the thing in your head that would be a gift to others? If you can figure a way of spitting that out in your unique style, (laughs) you're going going to be amazing.
0: It really is having to give something of yourself. I'd certainly understand that. Just lastly, one of the impact initiatives of TED is the TED Prize that grants recipients uh, one wish to change the world. I'm guessing that your one wish to change the world would be to uh, infect people with generosity. Am I right in thinking that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think everyone can play their part. It's not just about writing a check. It might be as simple as a piece of hospitality. Invite a few friends around for a dinner and do some dreaming about what you might do together locally, um, or just a simple act of of, of of kindness. Next time you see someone who you think needs something, you know it's funny. It's like the the generosity of just paying attention to someone. It's, hard, it's not always easy to do, but everything starts there with that sort of generosity mindset. Um, yeah, right now, I, I think that all of what humanity has achieved ultimately comes down to a critical mass of people being willing to act in the service of all of us. That's who we are. We're not fundamentally, we're not individuals. Our Our happiness, our sense of meaning all comes from actually understanding the connectedness between us and so that's that's the most beautiful thing of all it's not ultimately this is not a sacrifice this is a pathway to discovering your best self to discovering meaning to discovering a little happiness thank
0: you so much for your generosity today chris anderson is the executive director and head of ted conferences his book infectious generosity is out now great to talk to you chris thank you so
1: much that was fun thank you